Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gridiron Bliss Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. All right, guys, welcome to Gridiron Blitz, episode 417. Oscar Lopez in the house will be followed by Nate Ward, Mackenzie uh, Brooks in the second hour as we talk NFL free agency 2022 currently. In terms of the breakdown, we're also going to dive into the hub, everything that's happening at the hub, including the LNFA Feminina playoffs coming up here. Week two, Liga Elite Monterey, plus week one of FX Mexico down south, and we're going to break that down as well. We're also going to be talking pretty much everything that's happening in the women's game as we anticipate the WFA and the WNFC uh, kickoff here in April 2nd and April 9th. So today in the house, we are going to go – with two awesome guests. Uh, first guest we're going to be lined up is the talented uh, Diana uh, Rangel of the LA Legends of the WNFC, and she's going to be uh, participating in, in the Legends uh, debut in LA. Everybody's excited to see what the uh, former Bobcats, uh, now Legends, are going to be all about uh, from a disappointing 2021. Totally new, new team, uh, Mo Adams, owner and head coach, really diving in to try to get the word out about this, this team, putting up together some, uh, some uh, hopefully some legends in the WNFC. Overall, L.A. is ready to rock for the uh, WNFC 2022 season. And uh, Diana, uh, we're going to talk to her, and we're going to have a, basically a great conversation in Spanish as she's uh, anticipating coming up here to make an impact. A very talented player herself, a championship caliber player herself, uh, coming from LaFay and FX Mexico as well, and also, uh, you know, just a lot of a pedigree out there in Mexico. So she's one of the top top players that you that the Legends could have acquired, and it's great to have them on there. Uh, I believe she's going to be playing linebacker and fullback, so really interesting concept, and hopefully she will contribute well. But we'll talk to her in a couple minutes here in the Monkey Knife Fight uh, huddle. Don't forget, guys, go to Monkey Knife Fight, a $5 free play. You can play NBA right now. You can also play MMA, PGA, a lot of props there. More or less is my favorite prop. So we'll give you $5 to play on there, up to $100 match. Use the code NJF to get started. So it helps us support the podcast, bring awareness to women's tackle football. Thanks to Monkey Knife Fight for being a proud sponsor of our podcast. So check it out. Go there. Get a $5 free play. Uh, take your chances on the props. More or less, like I said, it's my favorite. But there's also other uh, platforms there that you can try on if you're better inclined for that. So Check it out. NJF is your code. And then in uh, about 45 minutes here, we're going to be diving into 
the talented uh, head coach of the Iowa Phoenix. Iowa Phoenix explosive in 2021 into the playoffs. I believe a three-year team. So uh, we're going to be talking to the talented coach, Ricky Jimenez Dragoni, as he's uh, elevated this Phoenix team to try to make a, a real push in D3, uh, given last year's results in Arizona. We're going to dive in Coach uh, Jimenez here and kind of figure out what the Iowa Phoenix are going to be all about in 2022 as they eye the road to Canton uh, for the WFA championship in the D3 level. So two awesome guests, like I said, we're going to dive into them in a couple minutes here. Um, if you guys have gone to the hub, a lot of things happening at the hub. Congratulations to Coastal Ben Legion. As we mentioned last podcast, uh, the, the Texas Valley Sports champions, uh, undefeated champions, I would say, uh, of the Texas Valley Sports Women's League. So shout-out to everybody there in Coastal Bend. Shout-out to the Brownsville Sting as well. Really really good matchup there for both teams. A great finish to the season. So uh, you go to the gallery at Gridiron Beauties on IG, and you can uh, go ahead and like it and click it and share it, all, all that as well. Uh, thank you, everybody, who's going to our stories on IG. Uh, very, very awesome. Everybody participating in our stories and making – our growth and our uh, penetration and our reach, really awesome. So I really uh, thank you from the bottom of our hearts here, uh, making uh, Great Ambridge a destination for awareness for women's tackle football. So I really appreciate that. All right. Uh, kickoff in Durango, uh, just some, some side notes to, to just give out here. Uh, April 24th through uh, May 28th, uh, LaFay Durango will kick off the season. So that's one of the leagues there. We're also going to be diving into Finland. Uh, as we get into April, we'll be diving into Sweden. As we get into May, we'll dive into the WWCFL in Canada. We're also going to be diving into Europe, which is uh, normally the NWFL. We'll dive in in Germany. Uh, so there's a lot of football coverage. This is your destination every Tuesday. The best network on the planet is here. It's why we exist, to bring awareness to women's tackle football internationally and globally. And it's the best network. I mean, passionate people that want to make everybody aware that women do play high-level tackle football worldwide. So if you go to the Gridiron Beauties page on Facebook, that's what you will see week in, week out, day in, day out, awareness of every league that is top-notch, everything that's happening in the sport, you go right there to Gridiron Beauties on Facebook. So appreciate that as well. All right, um, so we're going to dive into uh, the week two uh, Liga Monterey and after the interview here with uh, Coach Jimenez. But uh, very interesting. So if you go to FIVA Sports or if you go right there to the hub, FIVA Sports covering everything weekly. Week one is already up there. Week two in the house here. So uh, check it out. There are uh, pretty awesome matches this, this weekend. Uh, Ravens, Wolverines, one of the matchups. A really awesome matchup between Silver Wings and Troyanas. So you can watch that. It's an 8-7 to seven defensive battle. Also, you had Authenticas uh, taking on Wolfpack. That was a pretty awesome game, too. So providing uh, coverage and live stream of the Liga Elite Monterey in Mexico. So really appreciate them uh, partnering with us and stuff like that. So they, they're, they've been great uh, the last two years, uh, almost three years. So really, really happy about uh, them helping us out and bringing awareness to women's tackle football. So it's really awesome. And uh, that league is obviously 8-on-8. Eight eight. It's not 11s. Um, so it's 8-on-8 eight eight in Monterey. So it's very fast-paced. Uh, scores are usually pretty decent. They're not overblown and very competitive. So um, seven, eight to seven is really competitive. Twenty to six, uh, twenty to fourteen. Those are the, the traditional scores. So very tight knit. Really good eight on eight arena style football in Mexico. Or one of the elite uh, leagues in Mexico as well. 
And we'll dive into LaFi as well. And um, we'll also like, like dive into Lexfa as we go into the uh, summer, the girls' summer. Uh, so for uh, we're going to finalize uh, Women's History, uh, History Month. So if you're at the Hub, uh, you got to check out uh, one of the uh, interviews that was done by New England Football Journal on uh, the talented and legendary Allison Cahill right there at the Hub. So if you missed it, go back and replay it. Very awesome insights by Allison. Uh, state of the game in women's tackle football, state of the, of the Boston Renegades, also the state of the WFA. It's all different topics right there on, on that interview. So really great interview. It's about 50 minutes. So you can go check it out right there. Thanks to uh, the New England uh, New England Football Journal for uh, you know giving her access and uh, diving into her story and also diving into the Boston Renegades and the WFA. It's really, really cool. All right, if you guys missed any of our podcasts, uh, you guys can go back and replay it. Thank you, everybody, for giving us a bump on Apple and on Spotify. Appreciate that. Um, and then uh, you can go back to 410. Uh, that's Lindsay Cash, always entertaining and always an awesome uh, you know, guest for us as well as we dive into X League as well in July. So we'll tune in there. And then uh, 411, right, be, uh, right around the Super Bowl time, Lois Cook, uh, Coach Tammy Moore, uh, uh, Mississippi Panthers owner Cam, um, and head coach Cameron Veal as we talked about uh, all the stuff happening for the Super Bowl. 412, the, the talented and legendary Connie Kahlberg uh, recapping Super Bowl 56 with us. And then uh, 414, uh, Ambria Marcucci and coach Giovanni uh, Larios of the uh, IFAB Women's Mexico head coach national team. Then uh, 375 with Sammy Grisafi in the house, as always. Uh, 8384, the awesome Grace Cooper in the house from the Minnesota Vixen. 387, uh, Megan Lewis, talented Megan Lewis of the Denver Bandits. 390, Kelly Smith, the talented Kelly Smith. Got to say that because she's really talented. Uh, Alabama Fire. 392, Carrie Mackey, uh, awesome owner of the Nevada Storm, uh, multi-time divisional champion, owner and player. So really awesome. So shout out to uh, Carrie. Uh, and then. Uh, 403 and NG Martin of the runner-up 2022 nine-cup champion and quarterback as well of the San Diego Rebellion. So really, really awesome. Uh, so you go back and replay it uh, on Spotify, iHeart, or even on um, on Apple. So really, really cool. All right. The t- top of the stories that we had on that we're going into is going to be free agency. Some of the key pieces that are happening in free agency, some of the winners were like the Broncos and the Chargers. Really impressive changes there, um, you know, for uh, Herbert, an addition there. Broncos adding, obviously, Russell Wilson to the mix. It's a really great uh, opportunity for Denver to just upgrade completely in the AFC West and really have an impact move for the for this upcoming uh, September. And I think that's going to be the key for a lot of the teams as to w- how they graded and who they brought in. The return of Tom Brady, of course, to Tampa Bay is just a bonus given the fact that everybody assumed that he wasn't going to play and he wasn't going to be back, that really uh, was somewhat of a shocker. But they added some pieces there in Tampa Bay as well. But, you know, the Chargers are probably the team that we got to talk about, Khalil Mack uh, and then uh, Boza on, t- on top of that. So, um, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, just they just got to build talent around him. They, they re-signed Williams, really a really good key for Williams to get re-signed. Um, I mean, I think, uh, you know, at this point, there's no excuses to improve the defense. I mean, it's just the Chargers are going all in, just like the Rams did last year, trying to build up this core, offensive core, and then obviously putting together a, a pretty decent uh, defense to kind of compete in the AFC. Um, the AFC West is going to change around 
uh, between the Raiders, uh, between the Chargers, between the, uh, the Chiefs, and even the Broncos now. This is a, a division that we've got to be looking at as we go into the NFL season for 2022. It's going to be interesting to see how, you know, all these pieces come together for, for Denver, especially with Russell Wilson in place. Is it going to be a better situation for Russell Wilson than it was in Seattle? Is Denver really committed to putting a front, front guard line for him, or is it going to be more of a quarterback mentality, sack mentality there? So um, they added um, Gerald Everett from the Seahawks in terms of the Chargers. They added uh, Sebastian jo- uh, Joseph Day from my Rams. Uh, they, uh, obviously, Cleo Mack from the Bears. J.C. Jackson from the Patriots. And then the re-side, Mike Williams. So really key there as well. And as you go with the Broncos, uh, the only big addition, I think, on the Broncos was, besides Wilson, was D.J. Jones and uh, Randy Gregory. Gregory, really good addition there as well. Uh, trying to make, you know, like I said, trying to make this Bronco team solidify that offensive side of the ball because if you give Russell Wilson enough time to really, you know, dive in to the defense and really penetrate that, uh, he's going to be really successful. So that means the Broncos are looking to be successful. Uh, Chiefs have to watch out for this. you got to also have the Raiders got to watch out for this because, I mean, bringing Russell Wilson into this mix with uh, Mahomes and Carr and then you put yourself Herbert, I mean, this is – the, probably the, the the most veteran quarterback out of the, the whole group because the, the other quarterbacks are youth. They're still in the youth mode, but they, they got a lot, a lot of, you know, a lot of growth of it, a lot of potential, but Russell Wilson, you know, just puts the, I think elevates Denver to another level, puts Denver at a higher level as when they were last year. So, um, but can they put that offensive line in front of Russell Wilson will be the question uh, for the Denver Broncos. And I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. I mean, uh, John Elway knows the importance of a quarterback. So, you know, that will be basically, uh, you know, what's going to happen there. So let's uh, make sure we're diving in to the NFL free agency. We'll dive into uh, Mackenzie Brooks, Nate Ward, in about the last 20 minutes of the second hour, kind of dive into the NFL free agency and give, their, uh, give us their take on what's happening here. Uh, we're going to be talking to the talented Diana Rangel of the uh, L.A. Legends here in a couple minutes. And then we're going to dive into Coach Ricky Jimenez at uh, the 45 minutes or 40 minutes from roughly a half hour from Brown. So uh, talking Iowa, uh, Phoenix, uh, football, and then their playoff their playoff state in in 2022. I mean that's going to be interesting to see how Coach Jimenez takes this uh, Iowa Phoenix team from last year to this year and improves on it from the previous year. So really really awesome. All right, if you guys haven't heard the news, if you go to the hub. And if you haven't gone to the Hub, go to the Hub every every week. Go to the Hub before you come on to the listen to us on Tuesdays or any time during your podcast that you listen to us. Uh, really awesome, cool thing happened at the Brooklyn Nets game, uh, w, uh, the NBA Brooklyn Nets game, and that was uh, WNFCCO Odessa Jenkins was given a uh, $10,000 grant by Johnny Walker's Whiskey uh, as part of the initiative for women's sports and a cool branding for sports. So, uh, you know, shout-out to the WNFC leadership, uh, Odillo, um, Dillo there. Shout-out to uh, Jenkins as well, and shout-out to everybody in the background for the WNFC the making, it, making it happen. So really, really awesome to, to see that. Uh, I fund women uh, making an impact with the WNFC, supporting them and making sure that they're getting funding, getting uh, sponsorships, getting attention in terms of where they can get some funding to keep the uh, league afloat, make the league more of a corporate state, uh, versus a recreational state that we've had in the past. So 
So it's, this is impactful because uh, the WNFC working towards uh, being no different than the NWSL, the, the, national, the national Women's Soccer League, no different than the National Women, uh, Women's Hockey League, and no different than all these other major players like the WNBA. So shout out to the leadership of the WNFC and for that amount of money that they, they're going to be getting there to spread out to the league and really make an impact. All right, so we're going to go into the Monkey Knife Fight huddle right now, and we are going to be talking to the talented uh, Diana Rangel of the L.A. Legends. is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Don't forget guys, go to Monkey Night Fight, use the code NJF, get your $5 free play up to $100 match and let's get started today. All right. Hola, ¿cómo estás, uh, Diana? Hola, ¿cómo están? Muy bien. ¿Cómo andas hoy? ¿Bien? Muy Todo bien. Muy bien. Sí. ¿Todo bien? Todo excelente. ¿Ustedes? Oh, es, andamos bien aquí. Uh, en, este, ta, en, queremos este, hablar contigo porque estás eh, eh, alrededor de, de todo la, en México con uh, en, el, 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 el pedacito que hicieron con Hidalgo. Uh, has, has estado con ABC sí. Football. Estás haciendo este, todos los panels, pues. Uh, con las otras chicas mexicanas que están en, la, en las dos ligas en los Estados Unidos. So, uh, queremos traerte uh, para hablar este, you know, de las leyendas de Los Ángeles que van a hacer el, el debut en, en 2022 en la WNFC. So, ¿Cómo estás tú? Este, ¿Estás alegre para estar a empezar? A, a, ¿Qué tenemos? ¿Unas dos semanas ¿no? para empezar la, la temporada? Sí, menos, menos de dos semanas. Estamos a días en realidad. Este, sí, fue una locura en México en cuanto pues, se enteraron hizo público, la verdad es que yo quería esperar a, al primer juego de temporada, pero me ganaron, <ríe> me ganaron, pero la verdad es que estuvo súper bien, he recibido muchísimo apoyo este, de toda la gente, en realidad, eh, de, de flag, de equipadas, de gente que, que no conocía en realidad, me, me escribieron y, y siguen escribiéndome y dándome pues, apoyo y soporte, ¿no? Eh, la temporada empieza el 2 de abril, abrimos contra Las Vegas, aquí eh, jugamos en Los Ángeles de locales, este fin en, en el siguiente, entonces ya estamos, lo tenemos encima el juego. Uh, Diana, este, has jugado diferentes posiciones en tu carrera, uh, está, eh, estaba este, re, revisando este, tu carrera, y en México has, uh -huh. uh, has jugado en, en, en niveles altos, pues, estabas jugando con el, uh, con el coach Giovanni también, estabas jugando con, con Andy Romero, ¿Sí? muchas de las jugadoras sí, de la, del equipo nacional, uh, y lo uh -huh. jugabas con Bekinga, eh, y en, sí. en que era 2000, 2016 tenían buen equipo sí. en, en la liga y luego también ha sí, jugado en Querétaro perfecto. con los titanes so, tienes los buenas titanes. Este, tienes buenas este cómo se dice equipos que has jugado en niveles altos sí. y con eh, buena sí. buenos resultados en campeonatos y todo eso so, eso te va a ayudar tú piensas a, a, a contribuir a las leyendas de los ángeles para a, a hacer la, a este equipo más relevante en, en, en la WNC para esta temporada? Sí, uh, pues uh, jugué en Vikingas, fuimos tricampeonas y con Querétaro jugué mis últimas temporadas regulares. Siempre ha sido pues el rival a vencer entre esos dos equipos y es donde he jugado en realidad toda mi carrera, ¿no? Entre esos dos. Este Me va a ayudar muchísimo. Tengo, digo, el nivel, el nivel de fútbol de México es, es muy, muy bueno y mis compañeras, pues, 
al nivel que jugamos me han exigido no a, a ser mejor pues jugadora dentro y fuera del campo este espero aportar sí claro demasiado poder uh, sumar al equipo y poder um, pues construir juntas el, el camino y llegar al campeonato no que es que es la meta so Dana este dicen que es, siendo linebackers estás de loca no porque dicen que para ser linebacker tienes que estar un poquito loca. So, y luego tienes fullback, vas a jugar fullback. So, uh, a los dos lados te van a penetrar físicamente, sí. ¿no? Es una, es una demanda. Sí, um, en pero México la preferencia es probablemente ser linebacker. En México fui siempre fullback. Llegué aquí y fue cuando me probaron y me asignaron de, de linebacker, de straight day strong. Entonces, es un reto totalmente, digo, siempre jugué ofensa, a veces defensa, es aprenderse playbook, es aprender a leer, ¿no? Es, cambia muchísimo. Es un reto personal bien grande. Y la verdad es que me está gustando más la defensa. Entonces, eso es muy peligroso. Pero sí, aquí estoy más de, de defensiva que de ofensa. So, el impacto este, en defensa, es, estás anticipando algo bueno para ti, ¿verdad? Porque es, es diferente a mentalidad, ¿no? Sí, claro, cambia totalmente tu mindset, pero me está ayudando, jugar defensiva aquí me está ayudando mucho a crecer como ofensa, porque tal vez somos un poco más tibias, ¿no? Y la ofensa es más agresiva, es más impulsiva todo el tiempo, entonces eso me está ayudando a mejorar mi juego como como fullback. Coach, hablé con Coach Mo Adams, y ella es la, uh -huh. se supone que es la, la dueña también, uh, bien sí, fascinante para la, para creer al equipo y hacer un hacer un pacto aquí en, en Los Ángeles. Los Ángeles se supone es una marqueta sí. muy grande para deportes, sí. so eso es algo que tienes que hacer mucho, este, you know, mucho esfuerzo para marketing, mucho esfuerzo para atraer gente, pues, para visible, claro. para estar visible y todo eso. Uh, ¿Piensas que eso va a ayudar a ustedes a no nomás lo que el, la jugada en, en, el, en el campo, pero también ustedes, este, personalidades como tú y otras personalidades en el equipo que han traído atención para el equipo? Sí, sí, claro. La verdad es que se ha acercado mucha gente. Eh, pues esperamos tener eh, llenos totales, ¿no? En los en los partidos el nuestro nuestro campo local eh, se acerca mucha gente con esto de los patrocinios que que pues es un cambio total para nosotras y en realidad está haciendo el mayor soporte, ¿no? Este en el tema pues de gente de gente no conocida en cuanto a conocidos pues toda mi familia, ¿no? Va a estar ahí sin problema uh -huh. y y mucha gente mexicana que que está aquí que en cuanto sabe pues están dispuestos y listos para pues para apoyar el equipo, ¿no? Que lo sienten como una casa también, entonces eso está increíble. All right. Uh, también vamos a hablar un poquito del, del mundial porque va a ser el este este año el mundial. ¿Qué, ¿Qué esperas tú de México? ¿El bronce en, en, el, en este Vancouver? ¿Esperas eh, algo más alto? Especialmente hablamos con el coach Giovanni hace unos, unos parques. Este, él nos, nos dijo que se supone que eso es, eso es lo que espera. ¿Espera un nivel más alto uh, uh, para ganar otro uh, otro bronce o ganar algo más más que un bronce? Sí, pues de hecho acaban de hacer, hicimos el tryout el fin de semana. Fui, fui a México a hacerlo. Este, estamos en espera de la lista, a ver a ver cómo nos fue. La meta, pues sí, siendo personal la misma, ¿no? Quedar y estar dentro del equipo de selección uh -huh. nacional. Una vez estando dentro, pues aspiramos a, yo creo que como persona y como equipo, algo más, ¿no? Una, una plata como mínimo y estar, pues, obviamente el oro es el soñado y estar dentro de la pelea. Yo creo que tenemos uh, hasta hoy con la lista que está un equipo muy completo, el staff también está muy, muy completo, entonces la verdad es que tenemos todo para poder estar dentro de la lucha del oro. Eh, no, no es imposible, ni es 
ni es tan irreal, no, no es nada irreal, de hecho. Yo creo que eh, mis compañeras y pues todos los que estamos dentro del proyecto sumando, eh, estamos listas para, para poder um, pues tener el, el oro, ¿no? Que es la meta en general. Sí, supone. Uh, el momento en Vancouver este, fue grande para, se supone para las chicas, uh, tuvieron que uh, you know, sacrificar mucho para llegar ahí porque no, no, no había fondo con la federación. Coach Giovanni dice que esta, esta vez uh, cualquiera, cualquiera jugadora seleccionada va a tener el apoyo completamente de la federación, que es un cambio uh, totalmente más beneficiente para las chicas, ¿no? Sí, claro. Sí, 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 pues uh, fue un tema ahí medio complicado, pero pues se logró como um, sacar sacar el proyecto, ¿no? Eh, y sí, pues fue la primera vez que, que fueron, que fue en México, y pues se trajeron bronce, estuvo estuvo excelente. Sí, fue, fue una, un evento muy grande, para no nomás para la organización, pero para el nivel también de, de equipadas, ¿verdad? En México, es otro nivel que puedes aspirar. Sí, no nomás sí, claro. Nacional, en ese en jugábamos, perdón, en ese entonces jugábamos fútbol arena, jugábamos siete, entonces fue como uh -huh. también la migración ¿no? al fútbol once, y después del mundial es cuando hay como más auge en, en el fútbol femenil equipado, y fue cuando pues se empiezan a acercar más niñas a los equipos, a preguntar, a, a jugar, y hoy pues creció muchísimo, o sea, hoy, hoy hoy fue un tryout de más de 140 jugadoras, tiene una preselección de 100, o sea, creció creció muy, muy rápido, y pues todo en pro fútbol, ¿no? Que es lo, lo importante y lo que buscamos todas en realidad. Sorena, has llegado a Los Ángeles, ¿Cómo, está, ¿Cómo fue, el, uh, um, platícanos un poquito de cómo fue el, el, el movimiento de México a Los Ángeles? ¿Fue bien? ¿Tienes familia aquí en los estados o, o eres viniste sola? ¿Cómo, cómo se, se hizo la, la transición para venir a México a Los uh, Ángeles? En realidad, mi familia vive aquí, en, en, okay. en California. Entonces, es cuando uh, me, me mudo de ciudad hace algunos uh, un par de meses y pues busco, ¿no? En realidad yo quería volver a jugar, empecé a buscar equipo, y es cuando encuentro el tryout en, en LA Legends. Pues ya mandé correo, mis datos, y me presenté al, al tryout. Después tuvimos uh, un, un camp, un, dos días, sábado y domingo. Y pues en realidad yo creo que el reto empieza desde cambiar de, mudarte de país, eh, pues es bien complicado, ¿no? Es pues otro país, otra ciudad, o una sociedad bien distinta, el idioma es distinto, entonces se van sumando así um, cosas pequeñas que terminan haciendo una, un, una carga pesada y grande, pero pues en realidad el, el sueño es era eso, ¿no? no Jugar a un nivel profesional y creo que hasta hoy eh, todo todo lo ha valido. Eh, en realidad sí, sí ha costado y he tenido que dejar cosas y sacrificar algunas otras, pero la verdad es que estar dentro del equipo, eh, estoy aprendiendo demasiado todo, todo el tiempo, Um, vale, vale cualquier cosa que, que hasta hoy he, he tenido que, que dejar o que cambiar o pues en realidad sientes momentáneamente pero sí eh, pues es un reto todo el tiempo digo, jugaba ofensa, ahora juego defensa juego ambas eh, no sé, todo todo es un reto en este momento pero pues nada imposible no yo creo que todo ha sumado a mi, a mi carrera como, como jugadora y hoy estar en un equipo profesional pues es, es el sueño en realidad Estás mirando la noticia, como la mencioné antes de tu entrevista, uh, el, el CEO de la, de la liga uh, recibió un, un, un este dinero, unos de, 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 como 10 mil dólares, algo así, uh, sí. de, de, del fondo. 
So, ellos están haciendo sí. el movimiento serio para, para hacer y los, los jugadores, las jugadoras que se paguen, tengan pago por la por jugar en la liga. Es un, es un esfuerzo que van a hacer este, de un plan de cinco años pues para hacer eso. So, eh, esto viene siendo como uh, tu parte de algo más grande. pues Si llega en ese punto de que a uh, cinco años mientras jugas, juegas tú en ese, en ese punto o no, pero va a ser un, un momento grande para la liga y un momento grande para los jugadores que uh, finalmente se van a pagar como otros otros deportes como la básquetbol o, o soccer. Sí, claro, ese es un cambio. Es, la verdad es que irreal, ¿no? Lo veíamos muy lejano y hoy está a, a la vuelta de la esquina. Eh, Odessa está haciendo un, un trabajo increíble como CEO de, de, de la liga. Está haciendo crecer mucho el fútbol femenil, está haciendo, um, nos está haciendo crecer mucho como jugadora. Y digo, o sea, que en algún punto, en un par de años ya empecemos a percibir un un sueldo de, de esto que pues es que amamos hacer es, está increíble está es irreal pero sí todo está pinta para para llegar a ese punto en no tanto tiempo ah, Diana, has venido a los Estados Unidos eh, California has este has aventurado en otros otros estados como en vacaciones o algo o esta va a ser la primera vez que vas a ir con el equipo como a, a Utah a Oregon a se supone a, 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 a Arizona eh, eh, no. Justo en el Mundial de Canadá yo hice una rotación, eh, un uh -huh. internship en casa, soy, soy médico en México, entonces hice uh -huh. un internship en AU y um, pues estuve allá un par de meses en el hospital um, haciendo prácticas, entonces he estado pues ahí um, en Arizona y pues uh, nací aquí en California, entonces ya había estado como igual antes, vacaciones y este tipo de cosas. En okay. Las Vegas igual. So, 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 so va a ser un uh, momento, uh, no no algo, como dice, raro, porque ya tienes algo de, de conocimiento. So eso es bueno también. Um, esperando Las Vegas, la, el primer juego, no sé si you know, vamos a hablar del, del pero el primer juego, Dana, uh, Las Vegas, un, un paso y probablemente uh, tienen diferente carrera y probablemente los San Diego no se, no se mete en el final tenían buen equipo, han hecho más cambios, so es, es buen buen equipo. Arizona, diferente, han traído uh, chicas mexicanas también, incluyendo a traerlas para contribuir. Tenemos sí, este sí, San Diego, sí. ya todos conocen sí. San Diego, ¿verdad? lo que han hecho con el programa los últimos dos años y salíamos sí. casi al final. Uh, y luego Oregon, si no se le había si no le había caído el, el running back con, con la lesión sí. no sé si habían sido diferente diferente equipo a uh, Utah todos saben que Utah viene siendo el número dos en la liga o so si vas a querer algo de hacer impacto es tomar y, y, y ganarle a, a una Utah pues para elevarte a otro sí. otro punto punto so tienen San Diego y Utah de, en, en el esquello de ustedes y eso eso es uh, importante en una forma porque es algo de de, si van a hacer algo de como dicen de este de ir al, al, al final van a tener es duro pues va a ser el schedule duro porque el, la tercera semana sí. es rebellion la última semana es rebellion y lo de repente antes, uh -huh. de, antes de rebellion es utah, so, utah. preparación uh -huh. para para las diferentes uh, rebellion era mucho eh, buena defensa el otro año más más que ofensa uh -huh. Le, estamos ganando juegos con, con defensa a uh, utah todos saben que es, es uh, más ofensiva aproximadamente sí. más ofensiva. También han, han cambiado el quarterback. 
en, es, en esa forma. So, no sé qué el cambio va a ser con el mariscal de Calpo ahí en, en Utah, pero uh, ¿qué es, qué es el, el equipo más interesante que, digo, para ti? ¿Va a ser San Diego? para ¿Dos veces dos veces en el schedule? Si puedes, pues, si sí, pueden, para... este... Perdón. Digo, si va a ser San Diego para el gol, pues, a, a derrotarlos dos veces para hacer algo de impacto. Sí, claro, para mí como personal, sí, es San Diego totalmente. Eh, pues el, el, la rivalidad, ¿no? Los dos somos equipos californianos, sí, sí. entonces es, es una es una rivalidad fuerte y sí, el, el equipo para mí personalmente a vencer es, es San Diego. Eh, y porque pues los enfrentamos dos veces, ¿no? Entonces es un reto uh, doble, por así decirlo. Y pues en postemporada um, lo más probable, ¿no? Es por estadística que, que pasemos. Entonces, pues a ver. Tena, esta, esta rivalry va a ser no, no diferente que Titanes y Vikingas, ¿no? Si te pones en Justo, ese nivel. Es lo que te iba a comentar. Right? Es como un Vikingas-Titanes, el rival eterno yep. vencer. Así es esto, yep. San Diego Legends y sigo en el equipo negro con dorado, como vikingas y como pues también alguna vez estuve del otro lado con titanes, ¿no? Entonces justo es el tipo de juego que, que espero sea sea aquí um, Legends contra San Diego. Ya, yeah, va a ser algo, un evento grande para esas dos, esas semanas que estamos hablando, eh, especialmente en el schedule de Los Ángeles, so, uh, es algo para, para mirar. Uh, eh, eh, había notado cuando antes de venir aquí a, a, tomando notas de, de ti, este, tu jersey viene siendo el número 3, el número 4 de, en ventas. So, ¿qué, ¿Agarraste wow. toda la familia que compraba tu jersey o qué? Sí, no lo puedo creer. La verdad es que no lo esperaba. He recibido muchísimo apoyo de, de ambos lados, ¿eh? de, de gente en México y de gente aquí. Me han, me han recibido muy, muy bien y me han apoyado ilimitadamente, o sea, incondicionalmente. Cuando cuando nos avisaron, la verdad es que yo no esperaba estar en los primeros lugares y cuando vi en qué lugar estaba, estaba muy feliz. Muy, muy feliz y muy sorprendida. De verdad, ha sido, me he sido muy, muy bien recibida. Ahora, right, vamos a mirar ese número en, 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 cuando están los fanáticos en, en tu home games. Van a estar allá puestos sí, van a todos Aquí juego con el número 13. En México soy la número 4. Sí, sí. <ríe> y eso está increíble. <ríe> y eso es lo bueno de la, de la liga. He empezado en el primer año. No se ha hecho en otras ligas, pero esta liga sí se pone en, en importancia de que los fanáticos compren, las familiares, todo, para tener un impacto eh, cuando está el juego, para mirar y, y, y estás presente, ¿no? Y cuáles son los, los, los jugadores más favoritos y de apoyo porque se necesita. Tu, tu otro este compañero también era número dos, ¿no? Sí, sí, sí. Lo era segundo lugar y yo me quedé cuarto, me parece. O sea, yeah. de verdad está súper, porque aparte pues le da más presencia al equipo, ¿no? Y lo pues en realidad es profesional y tener pues um, jerseys, réplica, originales, con tu nombre en la espalda, está está increíble. So vamos a hacer uh, vamos a tener buenas uh, rivales va a ser Rebellion Los Ángeles vamos a mirarlos en Vire Sports y vamos a estar atentos a mirar número 13 uh, Diana, claro. Diana Arango para el impacto que vas a hacer uh, defensively y el impacto que vas a hacer offensively so vamos a mirar a ver que cómo, cómo es de fullback cómo es de loquita en, en linebacker so vamos a esperar <risa> la los highlights de la 
Nos veremos sí, highlights. Um, ahí, estás, ahí estás con Box. Ahí estás con Dana también. Dana es uh, uno de las... Sí, estás con Box, ¿no? Dana. Sí, sí, con Box. Box es mi veterana. Estoy aprendiendo muchísimo de ella. Sí, no, ella se impacta. Es el, el otro año era una de las uh, All Pros Feliz. en la liga. Uh-huh. Ya, yeah, sí, tiene, sí, sí. tiene, tiene mucho impacto. Esa, esa chica es, es muy buena. Uh, no, uh-huh. tiene, tiene, yeah. tiene buen switch cuando es game day. Tiene buen switch para, para sí. el impacto en el game day. So, es, es, es como coach. Ya es veterana también. Ha jugado muchos sí, años también, como Ay, tú. Es muy fácil. Tiene mucha paciencia para enseñarme. La verdad es que me, me enseña muchísimo y, y ha estado como al pendiente de, de mi crecimiento en el equipo. La verdad es que todas, todas, todas se han portado muy, muy bien conmigo y me están enseñando pues todo el tiempo. Cualquier duda que tengo, ellas pues me ayudan, me aclaran. Eh, todo el tiempo están... Um, impulsándome, ¿no? A hacer, a hacer más cosas o a hacerlas mejor. Ha sido un muy, muy buen equipo. Tena, el lenguaje, el cambio, ¿cómo está tu inglés? ¿Más mejor de lo cuando llegaste? ¿Has mejorado ya uh, con los entrenamientos? Sí, 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 pues he mejorado mucho mi, mi pronunciación, ¿no? En realidad era lo que faltaba uh-huh. un poco y este sí sí me ha logrado um, ajustar con ellas ellas están felices quieren aprender español todo el tiempo entonces um, me he llevado he, hemos hecho muy muy buen clic y es marqueta pues pone los ángeles es, es, es hispana no hispano todo sí entonces es, es lo mismo tuve, necesario ayuda a ella les ayuda a ti tuve una entrevista con Univision en español y pues todas estaban muy felices de de hablar español me preguntaban cómo se decían algunas palabras, ¿no?, para poder este, estar dentro de, de la entrevista y esto, pero sí, muy emocionadas y pues el, pues la, los fans, ¿no?, hay, hay muchísimos, tenemos muchos mexicanos o latinos, entonces, pues nos las orilla o las empuja, ¿no?, a hablar más español. ¿Qué esperas eh, eh, en tu primero este juego de casa? ¿Esperas una, una gran uh, uh, de gente que venga, va a venir la gente uh, con las promociones que han hecho ustedes, esperan a alguien grande, unos mil mil fanáticos o más Sí, pues esperamos llenar llenar el, 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 el nuestra localía, pues es el primero en casa, entonces eh, se ha estado haciendo mucho marketing esperamos tener, tener lleno, la verdad es que yo estoy ahorita um, esperando lo de la lista de selección nacional porque pues um, que tendría entrenamiento presencial en México, entonces pues tendría que perder ese juego por por irme a selección a entrenar, entonces es un tema sí. ahí medio complicado, ¿no? Eh, pero pero que tenemos que buscar cómo solucionarlo con pues con la dueña y con la coach del, del equipo. Um, la verdad es que me han estado apoyando totalmente en ese sentido, eh, no no tienen como un mayor tema, ¿no? Pero si sí si me quedo en selección, pues tendría que perder en realidad ese juego el primero. Sí, y es importante porque no eres la única jugadora, especialmente en este año que hay mundial, hay diferentes este, jugadoras sí, sí. que también están en el, equipo, en el equipo de Estados Unidos, en el equipo canadiense sí, sí. y van, claro. a, van a tener que hacer van a tener que hacer el, el, el esfuerzo también y, y, y la liga la liga sabe porque la liga sabe de que sí. van a van a salir ciertos jugadores de ciertos equipos nacionalmente que van a participar en, 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 los, en los equipos nacionales también, so. Eh, yo, yo digo que eso es, es natural este año, you know, que van a saber que si eres seleccionada, sí. supone que vas a perder algo, vas a perder algo de, de, de juegos. 
sí, sí, sí. Y la verdad es que pues en re... no depende de nosotras, ¿no? Estamos a, a como uh -huh. nos acomoden los horarios y pues el resto del tiempo los demás juegos obviamente no, no, no podemos perderlos y los entrenamientos tampoco, que pues son clave, ¿no? Para, para poder tener una buena temporada y hacer un buen papel pues en, en selección nacional, ¿no? Que, que lo, ambos son pues pues uh, meta, ¿no? Bueno, esperando que estés lista para el juego del 16 y el juego mayo 21, los dos, los dos juegos más importantes probablemente sí. en el equipo con la rival, el rival este, you know, de California. Entonces esperamos que esos dos juegos sean impactos, ¿no? Para tener algo de impacto con el Los Ángeles. Um, Dana, lo que vas a hacer con Coach Giovanni, con todo lo que ha pasado con el, el equipo nacional, Uh, te esperamos a estar seleccionada. Eso es uh, lo que queremos que, para ti. Y este mucho Muchas mucho gracias. gusto hacer tu tiempo con nosotros a uh, unos minutos aquí, hablar de tu carrera, hablar de tu equipo, que seas seleccionada también para el Mundial y ir a, a, a Vanta para representar a México otra vez. Y, uh, y te, va a ser algo de que vamos a estar atentos, ¿ok? Sí, muchísimas gracias por, por el espacio, por, por la oportunidad ¿no? de compartir pues mi experiencia y un poco de mi carrera este estuvo está está increíble lo que el trabajo que están haciendo y pues compartiendo más fútbol femenino para todos gracias Eten. buenas noches ahí vamos a estar hablando ahí esperando a ver si eres seleccionada para el equipo México para a ver si vas a ir a Finlandia sí claro esperemos que así sea y nos vemos en Finlandia tengan buenas noches gracias otra vez gracias hasta luego bye All right, guys, uh, that was the talented Diana Rangel of the L.A. Legends. Uh, we did the interview in Spanish. She was more comfortable. I was going to translate, but it was just kind of like it will just link, uh, make it more lengthy. But uh, if you obviously if you understand Spanish, you're pretty much well there. But uh, talk, we talked about uh, the rivalry that could be created for the San, with the San Diego Rebellion. Talked about the team, brand new team, uh, a lot of key pieces in place, uh, her excitement. <laughs> Uh, she realized that obviously her jersey was like number four sales prior to the season, and there was actually one of her teammates as well as one of the top selling jerseys as well. So that's kind of exciting. Talked about the the owner and the head coach uh, supporting her through this journey, and also also supporting her just in case she does get selected for the Mexican national team to represent at the IFAB World Championships in Finland. Um, also, you know she's come she comes from a background where she's not a stranger to competitive football, championship football with Coach Giovanni, with the Vikingas in FX Mexico, uh, with the, uh, with the Catero Titanas in La Fai. So she's really well-rounded. Uh, first time she's playing linebacker, as she said here, getting supported by a lot of the players on the Legends. Plus she's been more of an offensive threat in her past, uh, but she's really excited about that. Also excited to see the growth of the WNFC be part of it, uh, to, to grow it, to make at some point get to a stage where they get paid to play. And she's looking forward to the schedule. And she, like she said, she might not be able to make it uh, week one against the Silver Stars uh, if she gets selected for the Mexican national team. So uh, thanks to uh, Diana Rangel for coming in here and, ex and giving us her experience and uh, playing with the WNFC and the journey that she's going to be on here for 2022. So awesome. So if you guys, uh, you know, share the, share the post, share it uh, everywhere that way uh, with their friends and stuff like that. So that way we get more exposure for the LA legends who are going to be trying to make an impact here in the WNFC 2022. All right, guys, we're going to be going to the second monkey knife fight huddle. We're going to be talking to uh, the talented coach, which is going to be Ricky Jimenez here in a minute.
Fight is the fastest-growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy-to-play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. All right, guys, don't forget to go to Monkey Night Fight. Use the code NJF to get started today. Mon- uh, NBA, PGA, MMA. Check it out more or less as the platform. $5 free play up to $100 match. Use the code NJF to get started today. Let's bring in Iowa head coach and of the Iowa, Iowa Phoenix, and that would be the talented Ricky Jimenez. What's going on, head coach? How are you? Thank you for having me on. Great, sir. Thank you for making the time. I know it's, uh, you're busy, busy, and it's Tuesdays, and it's usually practice <laughs> time, so really appreciate you uh, making the time. No problem, no problem. All right, so uh, are the Niners going to do any better with Jimmy G shipping them out to, I don't know, Canada at this point? Because there's no other room for them. <laughs> I don't know. I think they've been dragging their feet so much on making a move of him. We might be, we might keep them for, for all intents and purposes right now. Wow. I don't know if that's going to sit well with the fan base, but uh, the expectation was he's, he's being chopped out and let, you know. But, hey, you know what? We'll see if Trey's ready, right? Never, never, never give up. I yeah. guess. Still have a backup. Yeah. Indeed. I crazy mean, I'm an Niners fan, so. Yeah, I know. That's why I mentioned in it because it's, yeah. it's like crazy, right? Like you would think he'd be he'd be shipped out already, like Mayfield, <laughs> but didn't happen. I, yeah, I thought he was going to be the first domino to fall, but uh, the, the way it's look, I mean, there's not a lot of teams now looking for a quarterback, and then you got a couple on the draft, so. Uh, the, the, the pickings are getting slim for for a trade value for him, really. Yeah, and he's got injuries and all that other stuff, so it's like you know people are taking a gamble on it and things like that. So we'll see what it comes out. Yeah. Um, I just bring it up because I know you. Uh, I'm looking at your profile, uh, big time uh, Niner <laughs> fan. So you know we're obviously rivals, coach, because I'm a Ram fan, so we're rivals already. As, You're as Rams it stands fan. right now. I'm a Rams fan. Yeah, you know so. I, I won't hold that against you, and I got to say, I was happy for Stafford that he finally got one. That man yeah, that was, that was lived awesome. in purgatory for a lot of years until he finally got his chance. Yeah, I mean, Detroit is just depressing, don't you think? <laughs> living in Detroit. It, it is. Uh, Barry Sanders, I feel man, bad for the guy. He could have gone to yeah. Dallas. He could have gone to anywhere else, but he didn't. they didn't let him go. And I'm like, oh, what a waste, right? I was like, Barry Sanders deserved the Super Bowl. So talented. You read my mind. If you know Stafford after one year goes to LA and gets the Super Bowl, Barry could have truly gotten several. So you know, imagine Barry already... Sanders in, in a Niner uniform in that era. If they would have just sold him to San Francisco, right? That would have been like Oof. imagine that, right? Within yeah. the, the the time that you guys were at that at that height level, right? With Young and everybody else. Uh, Young mean, Rice and in the Sanders in the same team. Yeah. <laughs> that, that don't that be fair. Been crazy. <laughs> I don't want to relive that. the '90s because you guys were you guys were beating us down very handily. So I just not going to relive the '90s. <laughs> you sure we we can reminisce a little bit more? Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I remember the goalpost uh, punches too often. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Coach Ricky, what a what a great. Yeah. Uh, endeavor for you to jump onto this Iowa Phoenix environment. Um, D3, D3 is kind of tough because you only got usually a, a limited amount of rosters. Everybody's playing Iron Woman football. Um, so what made mm-hmm. you take on, you know, this Iowa Phoenix project, as they would say? 
Well, this is my second kind of go-around coaching women's football. The first time I was the D-line coach for the Iowa Thunder. And Mm -hmm. back then, uh, Jennifer Hirakawa, one of our coaches, was playing. Uh, And that was the year she set uh, the sack record that she still holds. So she and I created this really close friendship and this bond of a a very amazing year. And time goes on. I start coaching my kids. Uh, They're getting a little older. My oldest is graduating high school this year. My youngest is going into school ball now. And she reached out and said, hey, could you help? (laughs) And from, you know, going over to just help a little bit and, you know, the competitive juices gets going. I see the passion the players have, the commitment the team has, and, and the, how they're doing things the right way to build a successful program. And, I, you know, I committed to coaching and helping them and serving them and hopefully ele- keep elevating women's football in Iowa. And I think that's the key for a lot of the programs. You know, the culture has to be set in. Like Nevada set that culture, Boston just certain successful teams set a culture, right? It's like a benchmark and yep. and commitment. Uh, and then the numbers are obviously, uh, they'll grow eventually, you know, because if there's a good setting, good environment, people want to be, you know, want to participate in that environment. Um, what was your first thing, like first impression, you know, here, here's head coach of Iowa and, and you look at this D3 and it's literally a slew of just like, I don't know, 30 teams <laughs> to compete with. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like madness, right? Like March Madness. It's like, okay, this is you're going in the tournament. <laughs> try to make, you know, try to be number two or something like that. So, yeah. uh, what did you think of the, you know, the D three as a, as an overall division, basically? I think it has a lot of talent. I think, you know, some of the teams who play. Uh, I remember the the Tulsa Tret really impressed me last year. They gave us some good matches, some good games, and uh, there's a lot of very talented athletes out there. It's just like you, you, you alluded to it, the, the culture building that, you know, we're going to run this as a program. This is, you know, the expectations, the practices, the playbooks, the, the work inside and outside of practice and having the players buy into that. And when they see a little success that, you know, the buy-in is a little easier, but I, I mean, it's, you know, the team in Arizona, they were, it has some crazy athletes speed wise. So it's it might be division three, but I, I the athletes I see in and out, they're 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 up there in quality. And there's no way to gauge that, right, coach? There's no way to gauge whether this team is a D three or D two. It's literally on field play that's gonna tell you, right? Are they probably not D three anymore? They're probably D two, right? Because you really can't gauge it Correct. until you see them on the field and, and all that. Yeah, a lot of it is, you know, you you have to execute. You have to get out there. You have to execute your X's and O's. You have to be able to sustain drives. You have to be able to do the fundamentals. That's one thing I stress a lot. You know, what are the fundamentals of football, tackling, and blocking? And teams that do that, you can see how they can take that talent and elevate to a D2 and, you know, eventually a D1. And I think that's what we're trying to do. We, You know, we have some – very high standards. We have some high goals, and we want to keep matriculating our way up the ranks. Now, you guys, uh, coach, you guys were up at that level. What a competitive game between you, you and uh, OKC. OKC, good program off a different league, came into the WFA mm-hmm. pretty much last year, but they were very dominant in their own league right there in Oklahoma for a lot of seasons. 
Um, what a battle. That was a really, really good competitive game. Uh, playoff atmosphere as well. And you guys get that, you guys get that win. No, thank you. Yeah. But the, you know, I was extremely proud of our team for that effort. Uh, the, the team was good. It was solid. They executed and it came down to the preparation. You know, when you get into the playoffs, you really got to you know, microanalyze your opponent, figure out everything you can. And the ladies studied it. They were ready. They recognized it and executed it. You know, I can, you know, I work hard to, to get them ready, but it's really them executing on the field that you know, accomplishes our goals. Yeah, Coach Ricky, what was it at this point the season? If you had to put it in a nutshell, you guys go up against Minnesota, you guys get whacked by Minnesota, kind of no surprise there in some instances because they're, you know, they're obviously bigger in numbers and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you guys rebound, you know, the next week against um, South Dakota, and then you take on the Vixen again, and you put up six points from the, not putting any points from the previous environment. So what is it against, uh, you know, the, the Minnesota matchup that you – does it make your team stronger? Does it make your team, a team more aware of, like, this is higher competition and you got to be, you know, better or what? No, it really shows us where we want to get to. You know, they, they're an established program. They've been around for – you know, they have a full roster and, but it's really the, the, you know, the commitment of the players, you know, you could have 50 ladies playing, but if they're just transient, they only practice so much, they don't prepare, yep. you, you're not going to be successful. So it, it, you know, it showed us the speed of the game we want to get to. And we had last year, about two thirds of our roster was, were rookies. So it, it was really a, a trial by fire that first game. They're like, "Oh my, what did I sign up for?" But once you do it, you, you don't, you know, that that fear, that newness of it goes away. And then that's why the second game we came back a little stronger and they said, "Okay, we can do this." And and we play them again uh, first game this year, and we're not the plan is not to go over and lay down. We want to go over and compete and and, and hopefully scare them. And, uh, you know, shock the nation. Yeah, I mean, Grace Cooper is just a <laughs> lightning. She's really good. Um, you know, offensively, they're really good. They're solid. So it's a good benchmark, you know, to try to aim for. Um, once you guys get through this uh, mi- this uh, Minnesota deal here, you guys literally on, you know, put up, I think, 72 points on um, South Dakota as well. And then, mm-hmm. like you said, the Tulsa battle there at the end before the playoffs. That was a, a pretty competitive match, too. Um, Arizona, I don't know what happened there with the lights and the weather, and <laughs> but we were all anticipating Phoenix maybe moving on to Canton at this point, but uh, it wasn't the case. So that game was just kind of weird in a lot of ways. It was. I mean, I've been around football, what, now, almost 20 years of my life. No, more than that. Since high school, I'm 42, so we're talking – almost 30 years and I've never experienced something like that. You know, nature, mother nature just decided to, to go crazy on us. Uh, unfortunately, the thing, the way the things were handled, we didn't come out on top, but I remember going into halftime at that game and our locker rooms were next to each other. And I was listening to other teams, players talking. They, you could tell that the tide was turning so, you know, I was very frustrated and, and sad for for our ladies, but 
all we can do is learn from it. I know the league addressed the issues, and now this year we things hopefully won't repeat that way, and, you know, we will get to Canton. And I think that's the key right there is it's like, you know, there's a lot of obstacles that happen and that intangibles that happen, but uh, I, I believe you guys were somewhat at that, at that stage, like you said, the awareness was there where you guys were competitive enough to get into the playoffs, almost one step to the championship. So, you know, shout out to mm-hmm. you and, 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 your, and your coaching staff for, you know, putting that, uh, all the players in a position for a, a, you know, opportunity of a, of a lifetime because it was the first time to go to Canton too. That was kind of an opportunity, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I told the ladies that's our goal this year, and you know, you got to take it one game at a time, one you know, all the cliches, one one snap at a time. But we have to have our long term goal, and that's where we want to go to, and that's going to guide us on all the things we have to do so we can accomplish them. So it's uh, I hope that it becomes the norm and not a once in a lifetime situation for us. Now, Coach, uh, all returning, or has the roster changed from last year, or have we added things to this year's roster? We return most of our players, I would say about 85%, 90%, and we've added a good uh, chunk of, of new players. So we went from a low 20s roster to a high 20s roster. We're, we're nipping at the 30 mark. Uh, we added some really good players. We had a couple a couple ladies from last year that were in our practice squad that, you know, are ready now to join the team. And some of the rooks we have come from very athletic backgrounds, whether it's rugby, uh, soccer, or, or basketball. So it, they're used to the contact, which is one of the biggest barriers of entry to women's football, the, that contact and getting used to it. So I am very excited about the roster we have this year. Now, let's talk about this. Uh, so last year, very impactful. Christensen was very impactful on both sides of the ball. Essence Bell, very talented as always. Um, and then you had, yep. uh, I believe, your quarterback. I don't want to botch her name, but it's Garagua, right? Garagua? Garagua. I'm correct? Garagua. Garagua. Uh, okay, I don't want to botch Garagua. Name, so. <laughs> Christina, no, no. You know, I'll just say Christina uh, since I don't, yeah. don't want to, like, <laughs> So, Christina, is, is she returning at this point? Is she at the helm of this offense again? She is getting over a couple of injuries, but she is working her way back. Uh, we added some depth at the quarterback position with uh, um, Megan. So, we are actually a lot deeper this year at quarterback, which is going to allow us to, you know, competition elevates performance, in my opinion. So she's working a couple of injuries back, so she won't be there at the beginning of the season, but she's definitely in the mix. All right. So Essence uh, Bell, uh, big-time player for your team in terms of a namesake, mm-hmm. in terms of a national scheme of things on uh, in rushing, um, and obviously uh, Abby Jurgensen as well. you got a, a bunch of players on defense that were really good, uh, Jennifer Travelian, uh, Christensen as well, as I just mentioned here. So um, yeah. I expect expect – everybody to be that uh, intense to go back, you know, to try to make that journey to Canton. So I think it, it's great to hear that you're actually expanding in a roster mode where it's uh, more comfortable at 30, which is great. Yeah. Oh, they're hungry. They, everybody has a meteorite size chip on their shoulders from last year. I mean, that's the, the, the events were so surreal that, 
you know, in, in football you can take a loss and turn it into a drive that, that has truly fueled the fire under this lady. So, I mean, our practices are great attendance, good pace, good speed. They're pushing each other. They're helping each other. So everybody's on board to get back to Canton this year. Now, we cannot, I cannot forget to mention uh, Britt Peterson uh, on the defensive oh, side course. of the ball, which is really, really awesome as well. So um looks like you got some beast, Coach. Hungry beast. Uh, people really want to get to that next level, you know, uh, put Iowa on the map in terms of the WFA mm-hmm. national scheme. And I think, uh, you know, given, you know, what Nevada's done, you know, a Division three champ, Division two champ, I mean, this is the kind of like you start here and you got to just move your way up, right, just to build that program. Yep, I mean, and we got a, a great mix. You know, you mentioned some of our veterans, like like Britt, Shannon, JT, Chris, uh, Essence. I mean, Essence was a rookie last year, so she's barely a, a veteran. She's still learning a lot and soaking it all in. We have O'Brien, and and then the the way uh, our, our center Joe, the, the way they lead the new players, the way they teach them, the way they're they're inst- helping instill the culture. It, it's it's beautiful, and we, we we're building something not just to win a couple games. We're building, like you said, to to get to a championship, compete, have the opportunity to move up, and keep competing on the way there. And we have young players. We got veteran players, which is gonna you know hopefully you know lead to the program being around for a long time. Now, your coaching staff, is it yourself? Is it, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the number in the, on the staffing here? Is it, uh, you know, three, four? Because a lot of times, you know, D3, it's, it's lacking in a lot of positional coaching aspect of it where one coach is doing, you know, three or four type of positions at this point. So is that the case right now? And, and then obviously the players helping out, the veteran players helping out in that aspect too. We have a, a magnificent offensive coordinator, Damari uh, Dara. He and I go a long way back. We started playing together with the Iowa Lightning when we were still young and spry. And in essence, you know, I just try to find poke holes at the offense when we're running the defense, but it's his baby. Uh, Jennifer Herikawa, she helps with the defense. Uh, actually, my, my son, Alonso Jimenez, he he helps out. He's sometimes more of a hype man than a coach, but he – He's a very competitive football player. Play for Team Iowa. We travel nationally, so he has things that he can help and teach the ladies and and the energy he brings. We have a lot of people helping. Uh, Jordan, I don't want to forget anybody, but it is a mixture of we have you know a small coaching staff, but we're dedicated, and the veteran players helping when when needed. So. I mean, it, it it it's a it's a very good family of a team. I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, not yeah, no, go and, and that's I mean, D3 is really tough because you lose the coaching numbers sometimes because of the volunteerism, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, the program breaks apart, right? Because it's like you just can't sustain yeah. it because of that. It's almost it's almost like high school. That's why I tell everybody, you know. Uh, but the only difference yeah. in high school is that you know the coach is paid and he's staying there. Um, but to build a program, it's kind of like high school, right? Because you're recruiting almost annually and try to get 
this program into a, a state of competitiveness, and that's how it works out. Um, Ownership-wise, I mean, they do a really good job on social media. i got to give them a shout-out for you guys. Uh, your logo is very yeah. impactful, very intricate. Um, you guys are very uh, yeah. active on social media as well, so that's a, that's a bonus as well, especially now, in, this, in this time and age, right? If you're not relevant on social media, yeah. you're really missing out on a lot of stuff. Yeah. No, they do a great job with the marketing, the – you know, being a presence in social media, but also being a presence in the community. Uh, I mean, we had here recently some tornadoes go through a couple of weeks back, and some of the ladies took it unto themselves to go help, and we actually canceled practice, and a large contingent of the team went out there to help with the cleanup. So they care, and like I said, it's about doing the right things and doing things right. I mean, and, and, and they truly... You know, the reason I, you know, I'm, I'm committed is because everybody in this organization walks a walk. Uh, and with success, you have people, you know, calling, hey, you know, what about coaching? I coach at the freshman high school for, for Valley and, and coach Zamari Dara. He's going to be coaching at East quarterbacks. So people see that success and, and, and they're slowly starting to, to come around and want to be part of, of, of this team. And it's a bargain, ten bucks to go see a, a great Iowa Phoenix yeah. uh, nationwide competitive team. I mean, that's just like a no-brainer. I think if you, you show up, it you is. know, pretty much at this point, it's a no-brainer, ten bucks. I mean, ten bucks is like way way less than even a, a Starbucks coffee. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, it, it's a great experience. The atmosphere is awesome. Um, I mean, we play at some of the nicest fields in the area. So it's not like you're going to a park to watch a game. I mean, you're going like last year we played our own home games at Valley Stadium, which both uh, in the Valley High School plays at. So it's it's a great atmosphere, great experience, and and you see a lot of people bring their young daughters, which I love, you know, to show them that hey, you know, there's you, you don't have to only play this. You want to play football, you can play football. Coach, um, what do you feel about the state of the game? This is a, you know, you are, like I told most of the coaches, you guys are setting the setting the, the trend mode, right, to get to that next level where it's customary mm-hmm. to have a women's tackle football in your town. And you are, you know, as an example, your team, your culture, your your opportunity of giving this ladies to get to another level of visibility, especially on a national stage like you guys last year, uh, one, close, one step closer to maybe, a, you know, total national championship and being relevant in a, in a major league, you know, of over 60 teams, uh, which, is a, which is an awesome, awesome achievement. What do you think of yourself in, at this point? Do you put that in perspective yet, or are you just, like, just grinding and that's it? You know, we're just grinding. We, there's so much to learn, and, and, and what I love about coaching, the team is that they're willing to learn. I mean, there's so much I'm still learning. Even all my years of football, you know, you're, you're constantly learning. The moment you use, you think you know football, you're done. And and that's something that it's easier to promote with the team because they're they're in a, in a learning phase. But it is, you know, football's changing. The the offenses are changing. Defenses are changing to adjust to those offenses. And you know, I I think that the growth that is still there for this team and for women's football is. It's huge. I mean, and you see it at every level. I mean, in high school, we're having to change schemes to be able to spread offense, and then once you stop it, then the offense adapts. So that, that's the beauty of the game, that it's not stagnant. It's not 
it's never going to, you know, every three, four to five years that the game changes and you have to keep up. All right, let's look at the schedule, Coach, and let's break it down for uh, Iowa Phoenix fans and for uh, uh, women's uh, football alliance fans for this upcoming 2022 yeah. season. So we pick up April 9th against your biggest rival probably up north and the <laughs> WFA Pro, yeah. right, which is Minnesota, which is the benchmark, yeah. right? Well, like you said, it's a, it's a really good gauge, right, what, right out of the blocks yeah. in terms of where you're at. Um, and then, you, you know, know it, it's always yeah. – entertaining to face them because of, like I said, they're basically one of those uh, standard teams. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it should be a great game. I know we're going to be competitive. We will be ready and we'll be prepared. Uh, they have some amazing athletes and players. So uh, at the end of the game, it's going to come down to, you know, who executes the best, but I, I'm not going up there just to, you know, take a whooping and, and call it good. We're going up there and we're going to, do everything we can to score, compete, and, and make it a game and have a chance. Which is uh, which is the, what you want, and ultimately that's what we want, right? You want to be competitive. You want to be set a, a mark for yourselves early on in the season as to where you're at. Um, then you get oh, yeah. the brand-new Nebraska Valkyrie. So I, I have no idea what they're mm-hmm. about this year. Um, so Nebraska's right there. You get yeah, week two, so it's kind of like a Midwest rivalry. You know, in, in this in this yeah. point, Midwest Bobby right there. Then you get the uh, Tulsa threat, which you guys have faced many of seasons, and like you said, they're yeah, usually be, pretty competitive yeah. as well with you guys. Oh yeah, they're they're they're. I have a lot of respect to them for them. I mean, they're a physical team. They played hard, and and they never quit. So teams like that, you can't. The, the, what we did last year doesn't matter. I mean, if we, we go thinking, oh, we beat them twice. That, that's how you lose games. So, so we'll we'll do a homework and we'll be ready to face them because we know they're going to show up hungry, and we just got to make sure we're hungry. All right. So I am like setting the the uh, we we analyzed it with Mark uh, Mark Simone here, the backseat coach. We analyzed it here. Uh, we were thinking, uh, coach, that we're going to put you at that pedestal of like uh, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, and one. How's that? Does that work out? Five and one. Let's just put the pedestal well, right there. <laughs> well, I'll tell I'll tell I'll tell you what I tell my players. We're zero on zero. We oh, and, and I and I've I've had this mantra since I started coaching my 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 oldest in fifth grade, my mm-hmm. the, my 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 youngest in third grade. It's zero zero. I mean, the moment you think you've accomplished something, it doesn't matter. Potential doesn't matter. It's about what you do and what you execute and. That that's part of our culture, and that's I know it sounds like a cliche, but I truly believe that. I mean, I told the, every team of mine, hey, enjoy that win. Tomorrow we're back to zero and zero, and we have to play like it. And, and, I'm and just, I think I'm that's just, part. I'm really just joking because every team in yeah. that in that <laughs> schedule that you got is looking for that same edge, right? They're they're going in there with oh, yeah. the same mindset. You know, take down Iowa, take down Iowa, right? Especially if you're a playoff team from the year before. They know mm-hmm. that you know taking down a playoff team is 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 an enthusiastic level, right? Of of a, a big victory, it's like an accomplishment within the season, right? Taking down a team, yeah. Um, so that's usually the yeah. case, right there. But you get you guys added, I think, Houston Power, right, to the schedule besides the two uh, Midwest teams that you guys uh, faced, I, I think, so. last year. Yeah. So Houston yeah, Power on there, a good matchup so too. it's going to be interesting. Houston Power is usually very competitive in terms of their season, so. Uh, 
their program is usually pretty good in, uh, in terms of D3 as well. So you guys did not sway from competition. That's my point with mm-hmm. the schedule. That's one thing. Oh, no, I got you. I got you. No, it, no we, we're not going to hide from people, and we know we have a target. I mean, we, we, we've made it to the playoffs. We advanced in the playoffs. We're a game, like I said, a game from the, the championship. So it's not like, oh, I was showing up, and we're going to roll over them, and then they underestimate us, and we surprise them. So everybody's going to be ready for us, and we're, we're certainly going to be ready for them. All right, so uh, what, do, what do we say uh, week one uh, at this point? Uh, game planning already for week one, Coach, at this point? For, uh, oh, we've been game Grace planning for a month. For a couple, oh, we've been game planning for a couple of months now. <laughs> no, All we, right, like, so you're we, ready. We're both are, both are, well, not, not yet, but we, both our games last year with the Vixen were a great learning experience. They're, they're a class act, but – we, we're going to keep dissecting. We're going to keep looking. We're going to find every little nook, cranny, and edge we can. All right. So uh, looking for the upset in St. Paul, would would that be too much right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving them bulletin board material. I'm not I'm not that Seriously, <laughs> foolish. They're not listening to this podcast. No big deal. There's oh, no, there's, oh we all, we don't I'm have to sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, I mean, we, we, we're going up there to – to do everything within our power, and then we we execute. Well, the game will fall where the game falls. Yeah, I was, I, that would be a shocker of shockers, Coach Jimenez. If if that if that did happen, that would be a week one. Uh, I mean, literally a shocker of shockers, right? Uh, but it's a good thing for the league too. It'll be a good thing overall because it'll just bring excitement, right? And it's comp- competition yeah. and everything else. So, indeed. It, it's all yeah. about creating a buzz about for women's football. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think of this uh, huge, uh, you know, endeavor that's happening now? Like, you know, the the flag scene is 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 building, right? Flag, uh, high school tackle mm-hmm. uh, football in some aspects of it. Um, you talked about you know youth sports in general, but uh, it you know flag I think is going to be that that feeder system that we haven't had. I think that's the one thing wrong with the if you want to say wrong with women's tackle football is because, you know, all the women are given the opportunity to go to, you know, basketball, traditionally to soccer and traditionally to other sports, right. That sway into college. Mm-hmm. Now we have, you know, flag scholarships to go to college in certain colleges nationwide. So I think the, the recruitment there is going to be better. Uh, there's a lot of flag competitions now more competitive with more money pulls and things like that. So there's obviously players that you can pull from now that would might be interested in tackle. And does that make sense? I think. Oh yeah. I mean, I think flag football is going to greatly help with the, with the IQ, with the skill positions of, of the game. I mean, and just, you know, like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm a young lady. I want to play football. Hey, I can play football. But honestly, the I think the feeder to to women's tackle football that I am finding out as I'm, I'm walking through this path of being a coach to Phoenix is, is rugby. Women's rugby wow. in high school, it's, it's actually a very common sport. But once they get done, there's nothing to go to. And we, we've had some, you know, that's where Essence Bell came from. She was a rugby player. Wow. So you have, you know, athletes who are used to the contact of the game that, 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 that they're not like, oh, I'm going to get hurt. No, they're, the rugby players 
are, in my mind, one of the toughest athletes in, in the world. Them in hockey yeah. are the ones, the only ones I, I tip my cap off as a football player. Sure, of course. Cause, I mean, it's, it's, cause it's, it's interesting less... that you say that because we talked to Santia Deck uh, a couple podcasts ago, and she comes from a uh, you know rugby background. Uh, Jen Welter came from a rugby rugby uh, background as well. So you know when you yeah. say hey you got you got to put pads on, they're like what? It's like you know <laughs> armor. Yeah, if I get armor. To... <laughs> I get <I> protection. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, and you look and you look at now the all the tackling techniques we're teaching kids and football at every level are the rugby tackle. So it the transition, especially to defense, is quite easy for rugby players because they're performing the same motions, the same breakdown that they would have done in a rugby match. So it to me that that's I think that the combination of those two is really going to complement women's tackle football because you need to develop also you know the route running, the covering. You know, the defensive mm-hmm. backs, the quarterbacks, you're not going to develop that in rugby. But if rugby's taking care of, in essence, the front seven and flag football taking care of the skill positions, you're going to have some, you know, an explosion of talent coming into the league. I think that's a great, uh, great insight because uh, reality is there, right? Where you're, when you're recruiting, like you said, there's a specific player that you got to recruit, but if, if you have a player that already has some of those skill sets, it, it makes it so much easier to transition. So great, great insight there. Um, and rugby's uh, rugby's international pretty much, and yeah. uh, it's not so big here, but Europe and Australia and all those places, it's it's a huge. Even you know, in Africa, South Africa, and all these places, it's a, oh, it's yeah. huge. We, we just don't see it in the states as much. Yeah, I mean, high schools here are slow. I mean, at least in, in Central Iowa. There is, there. I think what has made rugby grow for both men and women in, in the U.S. is the sevens. If uh, that allows for a faster pace of game, you don't have to have as many players. So I was actually talking to the rugby coach for Southeast Polk, and all the rugby they play in high school is the sevens instead of mm-hmm. the traditional game, and. You know, a lot of the big high schools around here have boys and girls uh, teams. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, those, those ladies are going to say, oh, hey, you know, I can go play football now. And it, it is an easy transition, and, and you can see it in the body. I mean, all, all the rugby players we have on the team are very talented. It's just natural because of the background yeah. they have. Which is really nice to you know to have that option, right? Because they're they're into they're into just contact, like you said. If they they love contact, yeah, it's, they love it's, to hit. It's like transitioning <laughs> over to this other to sport, right? It's just it's no different than that. Yeah. All right. Um. So I I hope uh, you had a good time. I don't have any beer to pass out for you to you know <laughs> do that. I appreciate. Nah, but, uh, nah, I'm, I'm I hope good. you had a good time, and I, I wanted to reach out to you guys because. You guys are really successful. I think you deserve the spotlight as well, not just yourself, but your your team and an overall organization. And uh, we're looking forward to the WFA 2022 season and looking forward to Iowa Phoenix, uh, you know, be relevant in the playoffs once again and, uh, you know, being in Canton as the goal. So I, I think you've done a good job, uh, Coach, and I, that's why I wanted to bring you on, kind of give you everybody a spotlight in terms of a great of job that you've done in, in, uh, in Phoenix uh, with the Iowa Phoenix. No, I, I appreciate it. It's been a, a lot of fun. And, and again, you know, all credit to, you know, my coach, Amara Dara, Jennifer Harakawa, and, and the players. You know, I can 
I try to serve and lead, but it, it's it's them that accomplish it. So I'm happy to be part of this family. All right, Coach, I'm going to invite you to another uh, sit-down with us. Uh, let's go mid-season. Right before, yeah. you know, try to work on April or something, I'll, I'll try to reach out uh, and figure that out. But I, I'd really like to, you know, bring you back and see what we're looking at in terms of, like, late May because uh, I know you guys are going to be in that, you know, playoff hunt mentality. Uh, as you said, you know, every every game matters, and you're in 0-0 every week. So uh, given the results from last year, it looks like, you know, you're like I said, you've increased your opportunities with bringing in more uh, players to your roster. So that's going to be uh, even better than it was the year before. So uh, thank you again for coming on here. Um, looking looking forward to another chat with you, and uh, continued success. Wish you uh, well and everything uh, for this upcoming 2022 season. Thank you so much, and we'll talk then. All right, have a great night, sir. Uh, We'll touch base in the future here. You too. All right, guys, uh, that was uh, Coach Ricky Jimenez of the Iowa Phoenix, head coach of the Iowa Phoenix, and uh, what an exciting um, opportunity for him. Uh, There's opportunity for him to take this team to another level, to Canton, uh, in in another opportunity of – uh, in Arizona with all that stuff that we just talked about, Arizona with the weather, everything that happened there, um, his team was uh, almost to a second-half competitiveness, and it just didn't work out. And so uh, the uh, Arizona outcast, uh, based on league rules and all that, was given the opportunity to go to Canton. So I'm, look- I'm pretty sure all the players on the Iowa Phoenix understand what the dynamic was last year, and they understand that they are capable to reach that goal, which is the road to Canton. And hopefully that's where they'll land. And the opportunity is there. They're going to have a tough schedule. Week one against Minnesota. Then they go up against, you know, their uh, their rivals in the Midwest, which is uh, Nebraska Valkyries, uh, with our own uh, Mackenzie Brooks. And then uh, it's going to be the Tulsa Threat as well. Um, and then Houston Power. So interesting uh, schedule for them. Uh, like I said, week one is going to be against WFA Pro Vic- Minnesota Vixen. And that's going to be exciting to see that. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a competitive game. Uh, the rest of the games are really, really intense as a D3 competition equal amount there. Uh, looking forward to see if the Iowa Phoenix are going to make a return to the playoffs and an opportunity to go to Canton for the national championship as well. All right. So if you guys haven't gone to the Hub, I encourage you to go to the Hub at facebook.com forward slash Screwdown Beauties. That is the place to be. Get the lowdown on everything that's happening in the sport internationally, globally, from the best network on the planet because that it is us. And uh, thank you to everybody that contributes to the page, everybody that brings uh, articles, uh, still photos, videos, links, and everything else, and all to our network partners worldwide as well uh, in Europe, Mexico, Australia, and everything in North America and South America. So thank you, everybody that contributes to our page, makes it a hotbed to come in and dive into women's American football internationally as well as domestically. And we're looking forward to the states as well. Uh, WFA kicks off this uh, April, WNFC kicks off April, and then, like I said before, at the top of the hour, we're going to be all over it in, in um, Europe. We're going to be all over in uh, every, other, every other area in Canada as well as Mexico. So thing to do for us is really easy, share the post. If you share the post with your uh, feeds, obviously you're bringing awareness to women's tackle football. Share the post. That's what we encourage everybody to do from our page. Share it and go from there. You can like our page if you like. No big deal. We're not requesting anybody to like it or, you know, follow us. So you don't, you know, there's no demand there. But if you like it, obviously 
click the like there. If you follow us, obviously we really appreciate you, and thank you for following us and bringing attention to the sport and bringing attention to all the leagues, all the players, the talented athletes, the well-known players as well, the prominent players that are standing out week every season. So check it out, WFAProFootball.com, WNFCFootball.com. That's where you want to go for this upcoming 2022 season. Uh, both leagues are going to be very exciting. Both leagues have a, uh, a massive amount of talent. Looking forward to WFA Pro, especially with uh, the weekly games. We're also looking for WNFC football on Vire Sports Weekly. So it's going to be, uh, you know, you want to fix for football like you do with the NFL, you're going to dive into WFA or you're going to dive into WNFC. So that's what it is. Uh, beyond the WNFC, WFA, you get the, reg, the regular scope of everything that's happening in Mexico with LaFi, FX Mexico, uh, WFL, X-League also as well. You're going to get the uh, lowdown what's happening with the w, uh, WWCFL in Canada, Maritime in Canada, the new CCWFL in Central, in Central Canada as well. And then we're going to be diving also diving into Honduras. We're diving into over in Costa Rica. So we're everywhere. Uh, this has taken us a laboring of over 10 years. So we are the source. That's why we call it the hub. So go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash Credit Beauties. You get the lowdown right there. All right, let's go to the hub right now. Let's break down some of the uh, things that are happening at the hub. And I think that everybody will be interested to know that. Uh, the most interesting thing that happened, uh, lowdown that happened as well, was the uh, opportunity that was given to the WNFC, the 10, uh, 10K uh, grant that was issued by uh, Johnny Walker Whiskey uh, at the Brooklyn Nets game, w, uh, the NBA Brooklyn Nets game, and that was given to CEO Odessa Jenkins. Uh, it's a contribution that's obviously going to help the WNFC elevate themselves in, in a lot of ways, marketing, a lot of ways in terms of visibility and getting sponsorships and a lot more things to happen. So uh, congratulations to the WNFC. To, and I fund women for supporting them and getting, giving them some sort of uh, funding to acquire and stay afloat and, and become more relevant in the scope of women's sports in the United States. Um, you know, they want to get to that next level, which is the level of like the National Women's Soccer League, the, women's, the National Women's Hockey League, getting to that level of the uh, women's uh, NBA. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity there. So the WNFC really wants to be in that conversation where it's the, you know, four major sports in women's in women's sports. We don't talk about that because normally we talk about all men's sports, you know, NFL, NBA, uh, you know, NHL, things like that, uh, MLS. But, uh, you know, when, when you talk about women's sports, it's WNBA, uh, WN, WNHL, um, and then NWSL, and the WNFC wants to be in that conversation as top top. Uh, sports league in terms of women's sports in North America. And in order for that to happen, you have to start acquiring a lot bigger sponsors. Um, so that's it's going to help a long way to do that. So we're looking forward to, you know, what's going to evolve from there. But And then uh, um, you also had an opportunity there to dive into the 2022 schedule in terms of the WNFC on Vire Sports. So if you uh, want to go to w, uh, WNFCfootball.com, you get the 2022 lowdown schedule marked down your calendar like we are some of the key matches in terms of the week one, and uh, hopefully that's going to be where you're going to be at as well. So let me get my notes here, and break, let's break down the hub for this week. Uh, USA football trials, a lot of uh, players still posting about the USA uh, football trials out there. So thank you to Brenda Ingariola, uh, who was at the IMG Academy uh, with the USA National Women's Tackle Programs. 
Um, at, and then you had the article uh, that we're talking about here, Adweek. Adweek did an article feature on the WNFC's growth and partnerships with Adidas, Bose, and Vire Sports as it continues to acquire more corporate support, be more relevant in women's sports alongside the other major leagues in women's sports. Uh, you also get the latest, op- latest episode of Cleat Sheets. Go right there. And they're uh, interviewing uh, women's football superfan Michael Burmy, the Michael Burmy, as he gives you the lowdown in terms of the 2022 Women's Football Alliance scope breakdown. So check, check out right there. Dive into um, Cleat Sheets on, uh, I believe it's on Apple. So you get the link right there as well. We talked about the uh, iFunding here. Um, we had the uh, congratulations to the Coastal Bend Legion of the uh, Texas Valley Sports for winning uh, their season championship undefeated as well. So congratulations to them there. Uh, the other uh, uh, games that were on, thank you to FIBA Sports for providing the Liga Elite Monterey uh, season week two. Uh, Black Snakes get a solid rebound win, 24 to 6 against the Rockers. So they improved the one and one on the season. Uh, the other game was uh, Ravens Monterey finishing strong with a 20 to 6 victory over Wolverines Feminine. So you get the uh, the whole first half and second half matchups there. And then Silver Wings edges Troyanas 8 to 7. Probably the game that you want to watch. It's a really competitive game, 8 to 7 in a defensive class down to the wire matchup. Uh, Silver Wings improved to 2 and 0 on the season. You also get the uh, first the first half, uh, first and second half of well as Authenticas as they edge the Wolfpack, 20 to 14. Uh, so like I said, shout out to FIBA Sports for giving us the lowdown on everything that's happening in Liga Monterrey, Elite Liga Monterrey, and uh, all the athletes that are there. You get you get to watch Week One as well. You can get to watch uh, Week Two fully right there if you scroll down to to the hub. You get the big news of Liga uh, Lafay Durango. Lafay Durango will be kick off on the 24th, and that will be uh, Lafay Norte, Group A, and Group B. And some of the teams that are uh, calendar there, you can get to see it. It starts, I believe, April 24th, goes through, I believe, May 28th for the final. We'll be keeping tabs on them as well, on some of the teams that are happening there. First, uh, first week of FX Mexico in the books, really impressive season. Uh, Pumitas return. Uh, last year, really awesome team. Pumitas returns. Uh, shout out to Sofia Vences out there. She's also one of our no-joke football athletes as well. Uh, 32-6 to against Leona's Yucatan. And then you had the Raiders taking down Lobos Toluca 12-6 to uh, in a clash in week one. You also have uh, Mayas 20-2 to against the Thunders, only allowing a safety. Uh, and this is uh, actually 11s this year. It was 8-on-8 eight eight last year. This is FX Mexico um, 11, so uh, awesome, great to elevate. Uh, thanks to Yarda 20 for providing us uh, the updates on week one, and also Yarda 20 is going to be covering some of the some of the games uh, in the next coming weeks. So really appreciate them uh, collaborating with us. If you missed the interview, New England Football Journal spotlights Women's Football Alliance multi-time champion and legend quarterback Allison Cahill of the Boston Renegades on the state of the game for women, opportunities for women, and exposure of teams, and also, you know, uh, the Born to Play uh, feature, which was, she was part of with the Boston Renegades, and now uh, WFA being on ESPN2 on a, on a uh, game of the week uh, as the road to Canton returns with uh, Brian Sweeney and company. So that's going to be awesome. So it's an uh, entertaining interview, about 50 minutes. If you guys get a chance there, get some coffee, uh, break it down, and um, get the insights from Allison Cahill of the Boston Renegades. 
And uh, thanks to uh, once again to um, the New England Football Journal for uh, spotlighting uh, Allison Cahill there. Uh, we're talking uh, NFL free agency, which we're going to dive in here in a couple minutes with uh, Nate Ward down NFL free agency 2022. So we got the lowdown there. Uh, Mariota being, tra- uh, Mar- being traded to the Falcons and Matt Ryan also being traded from the Falcons. So big news this week on that as well. Um, you also have the Vire uh, promos coming up here in the next, uh, what, two weeks or so, uh, 10 days left here, WNFC and Vire Sports front and center. Uh, I don't know if you guys have, you guys go to the uh, WNFC shop, you guys can get your Her Game t-shirt and uh, kind of sport it on all game days there. So you guys can order that as well. Um, and then you have Lois Cook uh, and the DC Divas doing an awesome job promoting the sport as well. So that was really cool. So check out uh, Lois Cook on TikTok. You can also check out Lois Cook at uh, Instagram at Cleeton Stilettos. She does a great job marketing the team and doing a great job as promoting women's tackle football. So check it out right there if you are inclined to be in D.C., dcdivas.com forward slash tickets. The link's right there on her actual video post. So thanks to Lois Cook uh, for doing an awesome job promoting our sport, bringing attention to the the sport, and inspiring uh, women and girls to play football. So awesome job there. Okay, um, the other thing we had, uh, a couple features that we did on Diana uh, Rangel, which she, we did the interview here in the first hour. Uh, it was by Tu uh, Deportes Hidalgo, spotlighting her journey from uh, Mexico to the L.A. Legends and the WNF, WNFC experience. She so gets to replay that uh, in Spanish. Uh, and I know a lot of people, you know, wanted me to translate, but uh, we kind of made the arrangements with her that it would be more comfortable for me to do it in Spanish. So you guys can listen back on there. Uh, I did do a... I, a basically breakdown after the interview of what we talked about. So uh, pretty clear there. But if you're inclined in Spanish, I'm pretty sure uh, her fanfare is in Spanish. So we uh, were able to do it in Spanish. So shout out to uh, Diana Rangel and uh, success for her. She's going to be selected hopefully for the uh, Mexican national bronze team uh, once again to represent the team and go to Finland. So uh, keeping our fingers crossed that she will be on that roster and a very talented athlete herself. And then LaFay uh, announced, which is a huge moment. You know, we have uh, referees in the NFL uh, and all these other uh, aspects that happen in the NFL. But uh, uh, LaFay in Mexico um, announced that they had a – they're going to have an all-women's officials, all-women's officials doing some games in LaFay. So shout-out to LaFay for making that happen. Shout-out to Adafa AC for uh, uh, sending us that link and making us aware of it. Uh, so uh, history will be made in LaFay. Uh, as women officials will be um, participating in some of the games and doing uh, officiating on some of the games. So shout out to them for doing a great job there. Uh, the other announcement was in Sweden. Uh, Sw- the Swedish national team announces head coach for the IFAB World uh, World uh, Women's Championship, and that'll be Patrick Malstrom. Patrick Malstrom is the new head coach of the Sweden national team that will compete at the IFAB World Championships. He's uh, from Norrköping, so he has a, a really good experience, and he will be one of the the, the head head man that will lead the Sweden national team uh, into the battle of the IFAB World Championship. So, uh, in Mexico, the final tryouts uh, were set. Final tryouts was 140 uh, players, as um, Diana had mentioned earlier in our interview. Uh, she was party. She was one of those 140 players that was competing for a roster spot in the final selection for the um, for the tournament. Thank you to Margarita Servino Barcena for uh, giving us those photos and pictures of the event and the camp as well for the exhibition and for the tryout there. 
for the Mexican national team as well. So thanks to her. Um, the other uh, notice that we had uh, in, in in Sweden is going to be the uh, makeup of the league. This year is going to be a little different. You're going to have uh, one of the teams from Norway is going to be competing in the actual series, in the actual season. Um, so, But shout out to Orbro Black Knights, um, the uh, women's uh, team. And you got some photos there as well from some of the uh, preparation that they have as they get ready for the 2022 season right there, uh, also in Sweden for the competitive season there. Uh, thank you to uh, the Valerenga uh, Trolls. Uh, that was uh, from Norway. And thank you to uh, Pro Football Sweden for uh, giving us access to a video showing uh, the exciting season that's to come for the Super Series and the Division One in, uh, in, in Sweden. It's going to be together as one, not two. So we're looking forward to see how that season is going to turn out. Pro Football Hall of Fame also mentioned uh, Allison Cahill uh, as one of their posts on Twitter and also on Facebook of the actual jersey that will be um, that is represented and displayed at the um, Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, regarding her victory uh, with Boston winning the championship in Canton. Um, so the ball is signed by all the members of the team from that last season. Uh, so it's a Women's History Month, and they posted it that as one of the features. So shout-out to Boston Renegades, shout-out to Allison and all the players on the team. Shout-out to all the WFA uh, players that were at the um, championships of last year. So really, really awesome pioneers making history, which is awesome. All right, the other ones are Germany. Germany also getting ready for tryouts. So uh, I believe day three was in camp mode. Uh, Day four is also in camp mode. Um, So there's a lot of pictures there from AFBD uh, women's uh, group. And so we uh, ended up sharing those. But uh, Germany getting ready, Sweden getting ready, Mexico getting ready, U.S. getting ready. Everybody is getting ready for the IFAB World Women's World Championship. So this is going to be an, exi- an exciting tournament to come because you're going to get a lot of, lot of players nationwide from every country competing. And I think it's going to be the most competitive tournament probably we've had to date in terms of the growth of the sport in women's tackle football and the opportunities that coaching-wise – there's a lot of women that are coaching now in terms of the women's tackle scenes as well, and they're going to be on some of the uh, IFAB World Championship team coaching staffs as well as, you know, the head coaches. So shout out to them as well. If you missed it, Fansided also interviewed Team Milk Ambassadors. Uh, that was uh, Women's Football Alliance superstars Adrian Smith and Lois Cook. Uh, Football for All, right there, there's a link on YouTube. Uh, it was uh, instigated by Fansided. Fansided is one of the sports sites, so thank you to them for spotlighting some of our athletes. Uh, in women's tackle football, really, really appreciate it. Um, so we're going to be talking basically uh, right now. We're going to be talking the free agency that's con- that's to come. So uh, let's break it down here, and then we're going to have a uh, Nate Ward coming in here in a couple of minutes. So in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and start that out because there's a lot of moves, a lot of news that came about um, in terms of what's happening lately so far. But let's break down. I think I talked about earlier about Denver. Uh, the biggest surprise, I think you you got to get into is the Jets. What are they going to do this year um, in terms of key additions? So they add C.J. Uzuma from the uh, Uzuma, I guess I'm pronouncing it right, from the Bengals, who was injured late in the Bengals season. So I don't know how durable he's going to be coming back. They uh, offensive guard La- uh, Lakin Thomason from the Niners, cornerback D.J. Reed from Seattle, uh, safety Jordan Whitehead from the Buccaneers, and they re-signed Joe Flacco. Uh, wide receiver Braxton Berrios, who was one of their key people on offense, safety LaMarcus Joner. So they're trying to beef up the line for Zach Wilson, 
Um, so that's a, a good sign for the coach. Uh, brand new coaching staff from last year and this year, year two for them. So they're really trying to create some sort of culture there where it's uh, inclusive to the point where they're going to, uh, you know, salvage their quarterback, Zach Wilson, unlike what uh, Seattle was trying to do with um, Russell Wilson. So we'll see how the Jets pan out there. Cincinnati added tight end Hayden Hurts from the Falcons, uh, offensive tackle uh, Leo Collins from the Cowboys, offensive guard Alex Kappa from the Buccaneers, center Ted Karras from the Patriots, which should help tremendously for Burrow in terms of his situation there. Uh, they also added uh, defensive tackle B.J. Hill, cornerback Ellie, um, Ellie Apple, or I'm sorry, re-signed all those players. So no fancy work here, just a trio of smart investments up front where Joe Burrow needed protection. So they add, uh, add to the line. They already had playmakers. They just needed big boys, so they got them. So a good sign for Cincinnati, which needed that to keep Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is very, very talented. If they can keep him upright, it's going to be a situation where this is a benefit to him and also the success of the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC North. So it's opportunity there, considering what the Steelers have done so far, Trubisky. So that's going to be interesting to see what that division is going to look like. Uh, also, Tennessee, they add Robert Woods. I was kind of sad to see Robert, Robert Woods go from the, from the Rams, but unfortunately that's how things work with the salary cap. So Robert Woods gets added on there, playmaker extraordinaire. Uh, tight end Austin Hooper from the Browns, uh, pretty decent pickup there. Offensive tackle uh, Jamarco Jones from Seattle. They did retain uh, Dontrell Hillard. Uh, center Ben Jones and Harold Landry. So retaining Jones and Landry to bolster each front was a big win, but adding Woods in a cheap trade to replace Julio Jones is even better. So Ryan Tannehill's weapons already look more reliable from a year ago. So good moves there by the Titans. How they'll benefit them, um, you know, we'll see how that works out, but that's the key additions. Uh, The Ravens uh, added uh, Morgan Moses uh, from the Jets, uh, defensive tackle Michael Pierce from the Vikings, uh, Marcus Williams from the Saints and re-signed uh, Patrick Ricard. So just like the Chiefs, uh, they only swung a few times, but they, you know, they basically made some improvements. Not impactful enough. Uh, we'll see how it does. You know how they do in terms of you know keeping up with that in terms of offense as well. Uh, the Raiders, kind of the big big deal for the Raiders. Uh, Carr uh, picking up uh, Adams uh, from the Packers. So Devonte Adams from the Packers comes to the to the, to the Raiders. They also pick up fullback Jacob Johnson from the Patriots, uh, Brandon Bolton from the Patriots. So pretty, pretty good pieces there uh, from a good program, which is New England. Uh, defensive end uh, Chan- Chandler Jones from the Cardinals, cornerback Anthony Averett from the Ravens, cornerback uh, Rock Justine from the Colts. So uh, they, you know, the question, if you're in Vegas, did they overpay for Adams? That's really the question. It's like, it's almost like, the Packers, did they literally just sell themselves out and give Rodgers this huge contract? That right there is, is the big question. It's like, are, what's going to happen to the Packers in terms of flexibility for the, for the, you know, for the team? Are they going to just go straight, strictly draft? That's literally what's going to happen. Strictly draft for the Packers could be the case now, uh, given the fact what they've done. So, you know, if you're a Raider fan, did they overpay for Adams? I don't think so. I mean, to me, I don't think so. They pick, they good, a good pickup. He, uh, they're friends with Carr. There's a good chemistry there. That could be built together. You know, imagine, uh, you know, Derek Carr, and not, not only uh, uh, to Darren Waller or Hunter Renfro now, but now they get the, uh, Devontae Adams. So they get, it's like literally the Rams, you know, putting the Rams with Cooper, Woods, 
and um, you know OBJ. So this is this is the way uh, Las Vegas wants to build uh, their offense, and I think it's going to be very explosive. And if they gel well with Adams and Carr, this could be a combination, and it's going to be somewhat competitive. They got to stay competitive. The Chiefs, they got to stay competitive, especially with the moves that the Broncos did with uh, Russell Wilson, and got to stay competitive with the moves that the Chargers just made on not only defense but also made on offense. So this is a good move for them. They had to pick up some uh, a key weapon that would be very impactful. And I think the Raiders did a pretty good job there. Kansas City adds uh, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, from the Steelers. We'll see how that impacts them. Justin Reed from Texans. They did re-sign quarterback uh, Haney and offensive tackle Orlando Brown. So uh, quality, over, uh, quality over quantity is really what – you're looking at in terms of the Chiefs. So, you know, Juju, I don't know how that's going to work out for him, but, uh, you know, could be his main target, Patrick Mahomes. That's probably the key there. You still have weapons there as well. So we'll see how the, how they put him into a scheme mode in, in Kansas City to do that. Um, so Miami is going to be interesting. If Nobody's talking about Miami. But it is going to be interesting. Picking up this new head coach and then bringing in uh, some additions. So, you know, the journeyman, of course, Terry Bridgewater of all places. So because of Wilson going to the Denver Broncos, they had to dump it out. So Bridgewater goes to Miami as a backup. And so that's a good sign. He's pretty durable, very dependable. Something happens to uh, the main starting quarterback there. That, that's a key. Running back Chase Edmonds, uh, very good offensively in the red zone as well. Running back Raheem Mozart from the Niners. We know what he's good, capable of if he's durable and, and if he's healthy. That's an addition. And Raheem gets picked up because the coach was from the 49ers. So that, that means this is a good relationship here. So an opportunity for him to really ex- be explosive in Miami Dolphins uh, opportunity there. So Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys. I mean, this is I'm, – I'm assuming the, the coach here is really building towards uh, – coach, and I mean uh, Coach Mike McDaniels. He's really building towards a Niner chemistry, a Niner culture of winning in, in – um, in uh, Miami, given the you know the Brian Flores situation there, uh, can he can he make it happen? Can he turn it around, or is he going to get canned like Brian Flores? Yeah, yeah, right. Like he's going to get canned like Brian Flores. Well, anyways, um, so Mike McDaniel's tenure there starts off really good. So Tua is going to get obviously a reliable backup. They're going to get Chase Edmonds. They get Mozart. They get Wilson. Okay. They they also get offensive guard Connor Williams, who's pretty decent. They re-signed uh, Jacefsi and uh, defensive end Emmanuel um, Ogba. But overall, if you look at Miami, they're suited right here. I mean, this is great. I mean, uh, Bridgewater is a good backup. Uh, if you keep the two pieces in place, you add Edmonds and you add uh, Williams and you also add Mozart. If he's healthy and he stays healthy, that's a beast right there on the red zone. So Miami, you know, shout out to uh, Miami and Miami fans, and I'm pretty sure Odessa's pretty happy. <laughs> She's a Miami Dolphins fan. So shout out to them for making some bold moves here. Will they pan out? That's the question. Um, uh, Mike McDaniel, very, very aggressive. You saw that in San Francisco. He's had very, very good success while his when season's there. So always up in that level where it's a playoff mode. So Miami could turn around one year in, turn around and, and shake up this uh, AFC East. And so we'll see how that, that works out at, at this point. Uh, Philadelphia is somewhat of a mess. Uh, so I don't even want to talk about them because that's just like, Okay, they haven't done much of anything. Uh, Steelers did do really well. They pick up a quarterback, Mitch Tabriski, from the Bills. Uh, OJ, uh, offensive guard, Daniel, uh, James Daniel from the Bears. Uh, Mason Cole from the Vikings. 
uh, Miles Jack from the Jaguars, cornerback uh, Levin Wallace. They re-signed, obviously, Oricurator. So Trubisky is, is a fine, low-risk quarterback. I think uh, he, can, he can be groomed for the Steelers. He can't take into consideration there. So uh, I think uh, he's going to work out really well there if they put the pieces together. Roethlisberger-style type quarterback still has a little bit more upside. He's more youth. Um, I think that's going to be a, a key for them. So, they, you know, they added it basically a smart, smart plug-and-play type of player. And I think if the offense is catered to him with some weapons, uh, he's going to do well, and Pittsburgh's obviously going to elevate themselves and not miss a beat like what they did with Roethlisberger on a stable end of things. So uh, Indianapolis, we talked about where is Mayfield going to go. Is he going to Indy? Is he going to leave Cleveland? We talked about, you know, uh, the Colts maybe going to the draft mode. Didn't happen. Okay, so they added a quarterback, Matt Ryan, from the Falcons. Uh, defensive end, Janik Nogoku from the Raiders. Cornerback, Braden Fascinon from the Raiders. And they re-signed Mo Cox. So, it's kind of a Band-Aid. Uh, I mean, I would expect they would have gone to the draft at this point since they had nobody else. But, I mean, Ryan's still durable. Uh, don't, you know, don't get me wrong. So, he's still durable. Probably a lot better than Carson Wentz in a lot of ways. Um, but, uh, you know, I would say the word is service, serviceable. That's the word. So, they, it, I mean, they, they put a Band-Aid here. Maybe they pick up a quarterback in the draft. Maybe they pick up a quarterback in general. Uh, but overall, uh, I think, uh, you know, the Colts basically just got another piece to fill in. It's like no different than Wentz and the year before that. And so, uh, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing there. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, Ryan's still still durable. I wouldn't say he's, he's a bad quarterback. He's probably way better than Wentz was, way better than, you know, everybody else that they've had before. So I guess Indianapolis did kind of work that way out. Um, so Jaguars, we talked about this uh, the last podcast or so. Jaguars kind of, what are they doing? They're just like making Kirsten Kirk like this big-time playmaker from the Cardinals. He's not even worthy of a conversation. Uh, and I think I went on my rant before. Not even worthy of a conversation. He's not that great of an elevator. But anyways, he got paid. So and then you get Zay Jones from the Raiders which they're probably not going to miss that much, uh, picking up every uh, the weapons with uh, Adams. Uh, tight end Evan Ingram from the Giants was was underused there. Hopefully they'll use him here. Brandon Shelf from the Commanders. I don't know about that. Foley Fakiusa from the Jets. Okay, we'll see how that happens. Um, Darius Williams from the Rams. No, so no real, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just like, okay, this is a, this is a pretty tough team to grade because <laughs> they spent all over the place. And, 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 like, no key pieces. And if you're banking on Kirk being your number one guy and being durable and, and making all that dough and really getting you to the next level, I'm just, I just want to say, Jaguar fans, you're going to be disappointed, truly disappointed. Not that he's not talented, not that he can't do it, but he's not going to be at that next level. So I could be proven wrong, but, no, I, I doubt that's even going to happen. So uh, the, the one thing is, you know, can they help uh, have the quarterback stay upright? So that's the, the one key. And if they can't, then – you're going to have the same situation that you have anywhere else. So um, let's see here. Let's move on here. Driving it here. So New England. Oh, uh, Nate's going to, unfortunately not going to make it. Something else came up. So I apologize for that. So let's just walk in here and see what we have here. Uh, let's see here. The other rankings that we had, I'll break it down before we get out of here. So um, let's break down the carousel, the quarterback carousel. We talked about Deshaun Watson. Um, at this point, you know, just gets traded last Friday. And he arrives in Cleveland. 
which was the domino effect that eventually sent, of course, uh, the Band-Aid that is now Matt Ryan to the Colts. And uh, Marcus Mariota gets switched from uh, Ryan going to the Colts, and now uh, Mariota goes to Atlanta. I think it's a good fit for Mariota. I think he's able to prove that. It's the same similar system. He's a, kind of a similar quarterback to Matt Ryan in a lot of ways. So if they can build those pieces around him, I think he'll be fine. Then you got James Winston back to uh, New, uh, New Orleans. Maybe this time around he's able to do something different and maybe um, you know, elevate the, the, the New Orleans Saints to another level. Uh, but meanwhile, Von Miller's decision to leave the Rams to Buffalo was enough to tip the scales you know, pretty much everywhere. So there's a couple pieces that, that were affected. Uh, Miller going to Buffalo, of all places, was literally somewhat, you know, some people are like, oh, okay, it's desperation. Uh, you know, he's just going to go over there, and then they need somebody more uh, reliable, uh, leadership. So there you go. So that's probably the case there. Uh, the Rams did lose uh, Vaughn Miller. Uh, Whitworth obviously retired. Heckler was signed with the, with the Panthers. Woods was traded to the Titans. Los Angeles still in good shape, uh, however. So you saw added Robinson, which is not a, a big playmaker, playmaker, but, you know, he was the similar playmaker in, in, in the Bears. So it could be a complimentary player there as well for Matthew Stafford. Resigning Matthew Stafford here. So there's another opportunity there. And then if OG, OBJ stays there, uh, let's see here, Matthews. Uh, let's see here, uh, Juster is added to, we just mentioned that, uh, to the Chiefs. And the big bombshell, obviously, Brady coming back. Uh, Brady coming back to the to the Buccaneers. And then they did do, um, I think, a reversal. They did re-sign Chris Godwin. Uh, yeah, Chris Godwin was, was signed. Uh, they do get those filled in they also signed i think russell gage from the falcons we don't know if that's going to supplement and replace of course uh antonio brown so a lot of changes nfl get the breakdown right there at the hub you get the links right there for both articles that are on there right now so you get the article from cbssports.com there's also an article on nfl.com so really dive into the hub at facebook.com for slash gridiron beauties all right so that's it that's all we got today Thank you for uh, Coach uh, Ricky Jimenez of the Iowa Phoenix for uh, coming in here to give us the lowdown of everything that's happening in Iowa, the opportunity for them to repeat and go back to the playoffs and, and make a relevant shot and opportunity for Canton in the WFA 2022 season. Thank you to Diana uh, Rangel for coming in here telling us about her story, her journey, and the opportunity for her to be selected on the national team. Also, the opportunity for her to compete in the WNFC 2022 season with the Los Angeles Legends. Uh, shout out to uh, Mo Adams, the owner, uh, for uh, making the arrangements and making this happen. Really appreciate it. And then looking forward to an, another uh, week of women's tackle football as we get into the deeper stage of FX Week 2, deep, deeper stage of Liga Elite Monterey Week 3. We're going to dive into, uh, of course, anything else that's happening overseas in terms of Europe. Uh, and then we're going to start to kick off in Sweden, Finland, uh, all those places out there, and then we're going to dive in week one of April, week two of April, that is WFA and WNFC kickoff in the States, via Sports, as well as ESPN2, so looking forward to that. So for the absent, Mackenzie Brooks, absent Nate Ward, uh, Hall of Famer Holly Custis, Coach Terry Lister, Oscar Lopez here saying we'll catch you here next week for 418 as we dive into the closer coming to the, the couple weeks of the WFA and WNFC season, so Anticipation is growing, and uh, we can't—we just can't wait. So check it out. Don't forget to subscribe on our 
uh, Apple, iHeart, and Spotify, and download the episodes as well and share with your friends. All right. And if you are inclined to go to the shop at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties, you go to the Nojo Football Shop. The link's right there. Otherwise, you go to zazzle.com forward slash Grand Beauties, up to 25% off every day. Check it out. All our shirts are under 20 bucks. All our uh, hoodies are under 30 bucks, and all our leggings are under uh, 50 bucks. So check it out, 25% off at the shop. Help us out with the uh, podcast as well. And don't forget to go to Monkey Night Fight. Check it out, NBA, PGA, MMA. Get yourself a $5 free play on us and uh, make some money out there on Monkey Night Fight. Uh, use the code NJF to get started. All right, catch you guys here, 418. Looking forward to what's going to happen this week with all the anticipation as we get closer to both uh, kickoffs in April. Have a great night, everybody. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.